That's what I am. I'm here too. Yeah, you are. Whatever I can. Hey, moon. Late afternoon. What a run I It's the sports bus. We're here for you. Come on now. Hey, you know who that is? Maybe. Welcome back. It's been a while. You ain't kidding. Six weeks in a row on the eight weeks in a row is on the road. Really? I missed seven out of eight weeks on the show. Yeah. You're back, though. My kids are funny on the road. You gonna call the show today? Go, of course I am. (laughs) When are you gonna do that? I go. What does it matter? Doesn't interfere with anything we're doing. Right. Bob did a great job. Thanks, Bob. You're always very you're well spoken guy. Tuned in. Um, 888-299-3151 is the hotline. Love to hear from you. I know it's been a while. Uh, we got a sponsor today. we got the Four Aces Diner there in West Lab. It's been a fixture. Boy, it's got to be forever. 75 years, I'm just guessing. Yeah, probably close. I, I, would, I would guess it is. Down there on the river across from State Line right there, great breakfast. Woody seems to think he's going down for a breakfast here one of these Saturday mornings. <laughs> Um, Fort of Claremont, live from the Fort of Claremont studios. Fort of Claremont has a big sale this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, uh, below MSRP, according to the radio, on Saturday, Sunday, today and tomorrow. Where's MSRP? Well, it's sticker price. Oh, oh. In your terms. Yeah. Okay. So it's one, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a one weekend thing. If you're looking for a new rig, tell them Woody sent you. Down there, the Florida Claremont. Down there in, uh, what road is the name of that on? It's, it's not Newport Road. Charlestown Road. Town on the way to Charleston. Charleston. Charlestown Road. There you go. Maddie's on the board today. Boy. Yep. Just keep going towards Charleston. You'll run right into it out there on the right, Florida Claremont. They, and they got a lot of rigs in stock. It's not like you wait like these other, all these rigs you order and you got to wait six or eight months. You can go down there, pick one out today, and drive it home. All right, Woody, let's talk. Uh, we got. I know nobody's paying attention to the Red Sox because the Celtics are playing great. So I came on, what was it, uh, weekend, weekend before last, I said, listen, Celtics, the way I've seen them play, yep. not going to survive this. I said, this is their last series it's right here in the year. Yep. Swap them. That's why you don't bet with me. <laughs> no, I know, but let's slow down a little bit. They're playing right. great. They're playing great. They're playing the champs now, right? I know. This will be the test. If you know what, if you beat the, the box, I'll feel like you got this, a legit chance. This series is t- the Celtics are the Red Sox of last year. Yeah, exactly who they are, right? Yeah, Red Sox could have went to the World Series. They go to game four, the 2-1 two, series lead. They've got a lead in the eighth inning of game four. If they win that game, they're going to win the series. They don't, and they go on to lose, and we're just like, oh, well, good year. I think it's the same way with the Celtics. And everybody's all hyped up, and they're playing good. I didn't see it coming. I'm going to be honest with you, the beginning of the year. Right. Nothing. I didn't see it. They're so long. And you know what? Marcus Smart's not shooting, which and is a good a thing. And that's a plus. That's a bonus. Al yep. Horford's playing out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, he's playing great basketball. But there's just slow down. Let's let it play out. They play tomorrow, first game against the Bucks. 
I think this series is very tempting for both teams because it looks like now Miami's going to beat Philly because the big guy's out again. Think he'll make? You think he'll jump back in after a couple days? I don't know. He's going to have to. What's he got, the bad eye? No, he caught an elbow in the jar, and there's something the matter with that. So he'd be back with a face mask on. and It's always something with him. I mean, I have, I have – but now James Harden has to step up, which we know how that's gone the last 12 years. Yeah. It doesn't happen. So Miami's got to be licking its chops down there for that series. And the Bucks won't have who? Middleton. Right. For a few games. We'll Is see. that a – Let's go over that net series with Kyrie and oh. Ben Simmons sitting on the bench. And what is the matter with him? Well, it was mental for a year and a half. And yeah. Then, and then so he woke up the morning, like two two mornings before game four with a bad back. If you are Ben Simmons, okay, if you're Ben Simmons, how do you feel about what you're doing right now? I know you. if it's truly his back, Whatever. He has been out for a year and a half, what, two years? Yep. Okay? And now you're ready to hit the floor. Come in that day and go, Tightness my, in my back. My back ain't good. I can't play. Really? He doesn't want to play. He don't want to play. No, he doesn't want to get on the floor. Why? Because he can't shoot. And he's going to take – do you think Kyrie took crap? Can you imagine if they put Ben Simmons in the game down at TD Garden, what he would have heard from the fans? You know how much money he's making the next three years? He's averaging $38 million a year. He's going to get paid. He hasn't played for two years. We've got KD. Next year he's making 42. The year after, 46. The year after that, 49. The year after that, 53. We're talking million, too, not thousand. Kyrie's thirty-four million a year. I mean, between those guys, it's a hundred and it's a hundred plus a year. It's a hundred and fourteen million dollars a year next year, paying those three guys. Kyrie is such a disrupt. He's such a disruptive force out there. It's just brutal. And you know, everybody's everybody thinks that uh, who's the hot shot for the Celtics? Tatum. They're yeah. saying that he surpassed KD. KD had a bad series. You got to you got to figure out who he's playing with. KD's a great player. If I had to pick between Tatum and KD to play for America for one game against whoever for the gold medal, I'd take KD still. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He can score for many. He just had a bad series. The Celtics were all over him. You know, why do you think he had a bad series? Because I mean, people roughed him up. There's many reasons why yeah, they roughed him up, and he is not used to being bumped around. And and okay, but you're a thirty point scorer, right? Right. Do you want to stand around and watch your teammate dribble the ball all night long? No. Right. You, you at some point you die of boredom out there. Right. You know, and he gets yeah. the ball, and he's like, "All right, I finally got the ball. I'm going to shoot it." And the Celtics were all over him. Right. And, you know, they disrupted him. I mean, he obviously had a bad shooting series, but, I mean, these Boston stations, like, they're acting like he's now he's a top 100 player instead of – it's just not the case. He just – and listen, you can say what you want about him, right? He was in Oklahoma. He played with Harden and Westbrook, and he couldn't get it done. Then he graduated to Golden State to get two titles to play with the best team in basketball. Now he's on his own. 
and it's just not working out. But I, you can't feel sorry for them, any of no. these guys. You know, I know they're getting booed and all the, all the stuff, but I don't know. So the Celts are rolling. You know, you know, like I say, now Tatum's in everybody's top three in the NBA, which is, you know, I wrote a list down of people like LeBron, Giannis, Steph Curry, Doncic, the Joker, Harden, Kyrie, Anthony Davis, Embiid. I mean, there's a lot of great players in this league, so I don't. Talk I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not knocking him down, but I don't no, know no, no. if he's, he's a, in listen, the first five. No, he's he's a damn good player. He's yeah. he's definitely in the top ten. Where do you put Morant? Right. I mean, this. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no. Sh- we're not like crapping on him because he's right. not. A, we don't think he's a top five player. He's much improved. He's actually passing the ball. He's playing defense. He's very confident. Little little too confident for my liking. But he's he's leading the Celtics. He's slowly turning into a leader that they said he couldn't be. You know, and I don't know. I could they win it? Yeah. They probably can. Will they? We're gonna find out this next series. Right. This next series is everything. And you know what? I gotta be honest with you, this series could take the gas out of them. I mean you gotta go through the Nets and you gotta go through Milwaukee. Right. That's a tough road to hoe. And then you're gonna have to take the heat. Let's get on to your Red Sox. So listen, I had the I had the newspaper, just so you people know. I was all getting ready for the local sports scene, and I come in, went to the bathroom, came back. Woody had brought my paperwork in here. Somebody stole my paper from <laughs> out front of the thing here, so I don't have a lot of local stuff. So if people want to text me some scores, we'll get it. No, Leb played Hanover yesterday uh, in baseball. Um, Red Sox, man. I, I don't understand. I haven't watched Woody. I've been. I have. I know you have. I know they're like eight and twelve, but I dig. I did dig up the averages. So there's a st- here's a stat that's going to blow your mind. In the last 480 at bats, roughly. Yeah. They've hit how many home runs? One? Three. Right. Well, they just went over a week. So for every. And hit one, and it was uh, Arroyo last night. Yeah, that was the third. Yeah. So for every 160 plate appearances, they've hit one home run in this little stretch they're in. They've only hit 12 on the year. Right. So it's like. Tiki's hit 25 foul. Good Home runs. Uh, he yeah. holds the record. Ask at him and Albert <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, so I'm going to go through some averages here for you. Just this was as of yesterday. Didn't count last night's thriller against Baltimore, three-one. Uh, Kike, you you guess the averages. We'll play a little game here. What's Kike hitting? TK, uh, one ninety. Yeah, one ninety-seven. You won the prize for that one. We'll keep Devers. Devers is at two fifty-one, two seventy-seven. He went up last night. Vertigo. Then. Vertigo's down in the two fifties. Two fifty-four. Bogarts. Three eighty-two. Three ninety-two. Okay, now we're getting into the real meat of the order. Dahlbeck. Oh God. One. 70. 154. Yeah. 
Jackie Bradley. Uh, 162. 161. Story, our $130 million player. 248. 224. Vasquez. 190. 209. Arroyo. Arroyo jump, but he was... I'm not sure on Arroyo if he was, he's in the hundreds. He was and, 194 yeah. going in the last yeah. night. And Travis Shaw... He's he's headed for DiMaggio streak. He's 0 for his last 39. <laughs> 0 for 20 this year. 0 for 20 this year. Since you're on it, we get rid of Travis Shaw yesterday. Yeah. And we bring up Cadero. Who is that? Frenchy Cadero? Yeah. <laughs> you know Cadero, who yeah. was in right field, has yeah. you know had two hits the whole year. Yeah. Well. He's now. Well, we um, traded him for a guy who doesn't have any. Right. So we did better ourselves. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, I've been looking. I've been looking at teams, and it's early. I mean, your average can jump five yeah, we've only points. Played Twenty games. Right. Yeah. Let's not get into it like, but you can't have five guys batting below two hundred right now. No, and no. stay competitive. Why are we seeing the one nothings? Why are we seeing we're not scoring? Because basically our Borgards, Devers, uh, Vertigo's tipped out a little bit right JD. there. They get it going and then it dies. Yeah, you got too many outs in the line. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll come back with Sox Talk. 888-299-3151 is our number here. Here from the Hilton Garden Inn, beautiful Hilton Garden Inn in Lebanon. Listen to the buzz, Rich and Woody. Bam! Marvin! Windows! Marvin Window. Hey, welcome back to the buzz. Rich and Woodrow. Okay, so let's get, continue with the sock. So, Hauk's unvaxxed. He couldn't make the trip to Toronto. We got Chris Sale on a two-year, $60 million vacation. We're not going to pay Bogart's endeavors, so they're both unhappy this year. But we paid Story $27 million a year for, what, three, four years, four years? I mean... Let's just get this over with. Move Devers to first. Pay him like a good first baseman gets paid. Let's get a young body in there. And you're like, move Darback to third off the air. I'm like, no, we're not moving Darback. We're moving Darback out of town. Right. He can't play. I said about Darback last year. He finished pretty good. And he he's young. I said that. He should have a, a chance to play a like a start a full season yep. and see where he goes. Yep. Because he he can hit some bombs, but he's got to prove he can do it. Over. He's moving. He's because you can't strike out two times a game and, and, and just absolutely nothing. He's in the hole every at bat. 
0-2. He likes that high fastball to wave at. Yeah, he likes to swing at them first two sliders that are outside three feet. I mean. I don't know. I mean, like I said, everybody's paying attention to the Celtics right now. So Where were we at this time last year? We were going, you can't have this guy. You can't have this many guys in the lineup hitting under 200. Well, it's a mirror image. Will they get going? Right. This was the same start they had. Yeah. yeah we, but, last year they opened up with a sweep by the Orioles. But I'm not getting the pitching aspect of this game anymore. And to me, it would piss me off. Okay, you can go right to la- you can go right on last night. Hill comes out. He, you know, his fastball's topping eighty-four miles an hour. That ain't, that's nothing. But he's got a no-hitter into the fifth for the Sox. Yeah, he's got a no-hitter. He's throwing great. He walks out. First guy gets a hit. They pull him. In comes uh, Whitlock. I'm going. Why? Because he give up a hit? Then Whitlock come in, give up a hit, and a walk, worked his way out of it. I'm, I I just don't get the pitching part of it. Well, the Mets Why are we pulling guys with no, no hitters? Because the numbers say you can't go around the lineup three times. Why, well, you can if you're being pulled all the time. Okay, so the Mets last night threw a no hitter with five pitches. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. Like, what is that? Like, right. That's stuff that happens in Bay Ruth League and midgets and professional. Ba- so how'd that happen? They all went home and said to their wives, hey, we threw a no-hitter tonight. And we didn't you pitch. And the last guy comes in and throws what, an inning? Yeah, that's what I'm and, saying. And he's jumping in the air like he threw a no-hitter. Right, that's what you I'm saying. You shot him out for one inning. Yeah. Cut the crap. I agree. They all went home, hey, I threw a no-hitter tonight. How long did you go? <laughs> Two and a third. All right. <laughs> well, that's true. You think about it, nine innings, five guys. Are we going to lower uh, for a starting pitcher to get a win to four innings? Because no. you have to go five yeah, I know. to get a win. Five's a complete game now. Right. Right? You go, yeah. You, go, you, can't, for, you can't go the third time in that lineup, analytics tells you, because the batters will figure out. <laughs> <laughs> and so okay let's get let's get so on. the red Sox <laughs> are leading are leading the major leagues in sacrifice bunts and they sacrificed three times uh in the last series against toronto this second to last in base on balls yeah they don't take walks the red Sox. I'm hitting 170. I got guys on first and second, no outs. Yep. And I'm a left-hand hitter, and the whole left-hand side is open. You're not button? Boom. No. I can't believe it worked. (laughs) I've been saying this for five years. (laughs) No, you have. Let's get on to Cabrera, who got his 3,000th hit, right? Pujols has 3,300 hits. Cabrera's got 3,002. 
The next guy in line has 2631. That's Cano. Yeah. The next guy behind him has 2117 hits. These guys are all 39, 39, 39, and 42 years old. How the hell did Pete Rose get 4,000 hits? <laughs> I'm serious, though. I'm looking at this list. So, Pujols is retiring this year. He's done. 3,300 hits. Cabrera probably will, too. 3,000. Cano's going to – he's played 100 years. He's got 26. After that, so, Molina is – he's fourth. Joey Vados, 38 years old. He's got 2,035 hits. Nelson Cruz is next at 41 years old. 1924. Altuve's 10th was 1,760 hits. Trout's got how many? Trout's 30 years old. How many hits you think he's got? Like he's, he's got 1,400 hits. Yeah. So what's now? Is the new standard 2,000 hits? Your Hall of Famer it used to be three. Gonna have to be. I mean, Trout hasn't played forever a full season. Right, but he's 30 years old. So how old? How many years did Pete Rose play? Oh. Boatload, twenty something. Twenty one years? No, it's we say go more. with twenty? I would say more. So say he played twenty. He had four thousand hits. What's that work out to a year? Two hundred. Two hundred hits yeah. a year. So he played more than twenty. Right. Someone could text me how many Pete Rose played. You can't he didn't go twenty years with two hundred hits every year. Like that's just not Boy, four thousand hits, you're pushing it. So he had to. I'm going to guess he might have played 25 years at that rate. But my point is, so we've lowered the standards for pitchers, right? 200 wins is now 300 wins. Yeah. So what is it now? Is 2,500 hits the new 3,000 hits, or is it less than that? Probably less than that. I mean, if Trout played two more, ten years to get to 40, and say he got 150 hits a year. That would give him a th- I'd give him fifteen hundred. He'd be just short of two thousand. Right. Three thousand. And that's if he could do that. He can't do it. Right. Playing the amount of games he's right. played. They said when they they were talking about this quite a while ago, but they said if anybody they thought could do it would be Tuve. He's thirty two years old. He's yep. got seventeen hundred hits. Seventeen sixty three. P Rose played twenty four years. Thank you, Billy. 24 years he played. He didn't have 24 many, years. He didn't have. Four, he didn't have. So many. what's that number come out to be? No, it's still it's it's amazing. Oh yeah. It's still it's. But probably tw- average 180 hits a year. Yeah. Roughly, I'm just doing it. I haven't even thought about it. But if 200s, that's I mean that's a hell of a run. So his highest hit total one year had to be. I bet Billy you could look this up too. It was highest hit total 240, 230 in a year. Maybe. That's a lot of hits. Yeah, it is. That's a career for some of these guys. Like, it's just. Ask Daubach if he could do that. Yeah, strikeouts. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, is, is it the pitching? If we Is the pitching so good? I know guys are hurt all the time, right? In the old days, they all played all the games. Yeah. Guys are hurt all the time. The pitchers, you know, the pitch, you know, they're all specialists. Right, you don't get to face that fourth and fifth pitcher anymore, where you right. pad your average. So, I mean, in that regard, it's changed. You know, the shift is taking away some hits from the good hitters. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but you know, a good hitter is a, is a good hitter. You know, Ichiro comes right. To but 
Rod Carew. We would go on and on and on. George. We'll Bryant. say back in the 80s when I played. If you put the shifts on that they put on right now, I think it would be easier to hit that 4,000 plateau now than it was back then. If you were thinking about that. If the game weren't for money, how many times are they going to put that shift on and you lay the ball down where no one is? Shouldn't be more than twice. Boom, boom. Yeah, there goes a the night. shift. Boom, boom. Yeah. I can get that total up quick if I was playing the game the way it was supposed to. The way to. you used to play. Yeah. yeah. Before launch angle and all the other crap. <laughs> so, he, 348 was his high. No, 248. 248 was his high. He, wow, 4,256. That's just crazy. Think about that. 248 hits in a year. Yeah. And then count his walks. Was there ever a game he never got on? (laughs) There were a few. There were a few. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's the the laughable part. Yeah. Because he bet on baseball. He only had 4,800 hits or whatever he had. Brutal. Now we can't even get to 2,000 in right. the Hall of Famer. All right, listen to the buzz. Give us a call. We'll get on something besides pro sports. Bam! Is this Little Richie? I think so. Hey, welcome back to the buzz. So the New England Patriots have made three selections so far in the 22 draft. And it's clear the common thread tying them all together. All have an outstanding athletic profile or just pure freaks of nature from that perspective. Goes on to talk about all the elite traits they have. Yeah. And <laughs> so they got a wide receiver from Baylor. They got a 5'8 defensive back, which... I have no idea what that means. I guess I think they're going to make him a slot receiver. They're going to turn him into. He's Edelman. a five foot eight. He's five eight. Huh? He's a punt returner. Yeah. So he's a punt returner. He could turn into an Edelman slot. I, he can't play defensive back in the NFL at five eight. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And then they got the offensive lineman from Chattanooga, which we'll have to wait and see. Um, a lot of people questioning these picks. I have no idea. I'm not I, – I wouldn't – I don't agree with all the things Bill does, but – The numbers man would have to call in because he could tell you about him. He watches that from pick one to – I want to know why this linebacker from Georgia took so long for someone to pick him and then Philly gets him of all teams. He was the best player on the Georgia Bulldogs who won the national title – and he went went all the way down in the draft, and everybody had a chance to take him at least twice. The kid's name's Dean. Like he's, they say he's not big enough, but he's he's a all over the field. Like that's gonna come back and haunt people. That pick. Yeah. They say the Cowboys of all teams, but I don't know. I didn't watch the draft. I just looked to see where everybody got. I tell you what amazes amazes <clears throat> me is. The size of some, uh, a lot of the kids coming out 
and how fast they can run for the size of them. Yeah. Six seven, six eight, three twenty, three fifty, and can fly. Well, his coach from Chattanooga was on the talk show yesterday. He goes, you know, he's relatively small. He started laughing. Six five, three, yeah, three hundred. <laughs> right, that's what he said. Yeah, those guys are bigger than life, though. Those lines. Ah. How'd Unbelievable. Pancake by those guys? No. Huh? No. Six There's six three fifty. But you got to think of the running backs too. I mean, most of the running backs are pretty good size themselves. Two forty, two fifty, sixty. Let them get a head of speed, and and uh, they probably can hold their own. But Bob's texting me. He must be friends with Pete Rose. Is he? He knows everybody. Of course everybody. he is. Yeah, him, Pudge, and Pete. Probably, yeah. Probably hung out at the pub down there in Charleston <laughs> one time or another. Uh, your buddy Phil. Phil signed up for the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship. He's requested his release from the PGA Tour to play in the first Saudi event in London in June. Go on with the money. So what did Phil really do wrong, though, is what I'm thinking about. You know what? He was, he was being honest. We live in a sensitive world. Yeah. For sure. Someone's, you know, the PGA Tour, their feelings got hurt, but Phil's questioning what they're doing because nobody bothers the PGA Tour because they, they run themselves. They police themselves. Guys get in trouble out there all the time. You never hear about it. They, you know, it's just it's a fraternity. And why is Phil being crucified, I guess, is the question. I've had a few people ask me that, you know, my weeks on the road. Yeah. You know, what did he actually do wrong? He he spoke his mind, and he went, he went against the grain. I mean, the money – I read an article yesterday where they're saying he's guaranteed $42 million to play on that tour. Why the hell wouldn't you do that? That's before, right. That's before even playing in a tournament. I don't know how real those numbers are. If someone offered you forty-two million to go over and play in Japan instead of the Red Sox, when the Red Sox are going to pay you six hundred thousand, what are you going to do? Four. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're going to board the jet. Yeah. So, like for Phil, he's fifty-one. He's not, and I know he won the PGA Championship last year, but he's not going to compete week in, week out on the PGA Tour. It's just not going to happen at his age. So, do you think the PGA is? I've always wondered why they wouldn't approach Tiger. But Tiger probably wouldn't go against the PGA. No, they probably did approach Tiger. They probably said, listen, you come over here, you can take a cart, you can get around the courses easy, we'll pay you, what, 150? If they're paying Phil 42, what are they going right. to play Tiger? 60, 100? Yeah. Right? Money's no object over there right. for what these people have. And why wouldn't he do that? I just don't think. Because he doesn't think... want to turn. He doesn't want to go through what Phil's going through. Right. I I think he's just sat, and he don't want well, to tarnish not, everything he's done. It's not like he needs the money. Right. Some of these guys going over there, you know, money's – they don't make the money that all the stars make. I, I understand it. I really yeah, do. Yeah, but Phil, though, makes Phil quite Phil doesn't a need bit. the money unless he's gambling all the way. Like, who the hell knows what he does. Right. But, you know – He's made a statement. He looks like he's not going to back off on it, which I was surprised. I figured he'd be like, all right, I'm sorry. Let's get back the way things used to be. That's not doesn't sound like that's what he's doing. And, hey, good for him. If he's if he can make another, I don't know, $60 million this summer, 42 guaranteed, 
I mean, who's he going to play against over there? He's going to play against all the other guys who sign up, guys you don't right, know about. Right, but who's signing well, up? Well, they're not saying. They're not saying it yet. Oh. So, I mean, Phil could go over there and be the big dog at his age. Well, I don't think so. No? There'll be a few of the guys from across the pond will do it. I mean, for that kind of money? Yeah. You know, no, I believe then, you, you know, but. Commissioner Monaghan's threatening to ban the people to, from playing on the PJ Tour if they play on that tour. How about if they get together? Right. Why don't we just join forces? Let, that would be the best thing. Right. Then you can have, they could run their 10 events through the year. Try to do it around the PG. See, the problem is they're running up against tournaments. Yeah. Who is it? Hey, morning, guys. Kenny over on White River. Kenny. Hey, hey, it's a this topic of the golf. I had a couple thoughts on that. Um, yeah. One is, I think part of it is PGA really dislikes Greg Norman. And I think yeah, any, any attachment does. to Norman, yeah, and yeah. so I think that's part of it. So it, the PGA is going to be thinking anybody that jumps onto his program is automatically an enemy to the PGA. It, it's not. The other thing is, I think with Phil, is he jumps into the politics of it. And once you do that, now you're open to all kinds of scrutiny. You know, the big thing is he was kind of praising the – you know, the Saudi Arabians who have just horrible human rights records and everything else, and he's kind of defending them. And I think that's where that's where he stepped off, you know what I mean? I think that's what yeah. created some of the issues he's involved with now. I mean, I, I think everybody still likes him. He's a, you know, he's a likable guy. He's probably signed more autographs out there than anybody else ever. And, um, you know, so I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking, what I, yeah. reading between the lines. I've been trying to follow it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. It, it, that's kind of what I come up with. I mean, does that make sense to you? Yeah, so he kind of talked out of both sides of his mouth. He talked about all the crimes that were being committed over there and how people, the human rights stuff. And then he says, yeah, I'm going to join them. <laughs> right? <It's>, <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you jump into the politics, it changes everything, you know. And and yeah. we know now that po politics and sports just don't, they just don't mix. They just don't. It's that simple. But in and the end, when, when in the end, it's the same thing. It's all about money in the end. Yeah, I, and I, you know, and I, I, I agree with the other thing you said there. I, I mean, look, if you have the ability to go out there and make crazy money, God bless you. God bless you. I mean, this is America, and and this is what you're, you can do. But really, how much money does a human need? My God, I mean, Mickelson's got to be worth two hundred million anyway. He's worth a lot. Yeah, he's worth a lot. A lot of money, you know. And I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure he gives a lot away to charity and all of that. And I'm sure he, because yeah, they're all they're all philanthropists. They all have foundations and things that they they yeah, put their money yeah. into which is great that's that's what america is all about yeah but you know right i, I mean related travel around to 10 more tournaments just 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 for the money i don't know i guess i don't know well i'd like to have i guess i'm jealous <laughs> yeah yeah i know i'm jealous yeah. i know yeah i know right. um you know hey if the saudis will probably have a senior tour you'll be you'll be invited 
Christ, I'll be 100 by then. <laughs> Get your name back out there, you know. <laughs> you, you can still you can still hit them. All right. Thanks for All right, guys. Have a, have a great weekend. Yeah. What I sort of say about Phil, though, and Kenny said, it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to – like, he doesn't have any sponsors. Right. But he's going he's gonna to be out there. What clubs are he going to play? What ball is he going to play? Whose shoes is he going to wear? Who, who's he going to have on his visor? That's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's going to be – because there are people who are going to jump on the Phil train because everybody's going to be watching him. Right. Right? This first time he comes out of hibernation and hits a golf shot in public, that's going to be like right behind Tiger playing. Right. Quite honestly. And who would – who you know – Somebody's going to jump. Of course they will. If they can make money. Right. She's a bad man, Majama. Woo! Just as fine as she can be. All right, listen to the buzz. Rich and Woodrow. Bam! Give us a call. 888-299-3151. Yep. What you gonna do? This is Claire Hall. What you gonna do? Cool in the gang. Yeah. Bill Mickelson, that Get worth down on it. 400 million, Tiger 800 million. I mean, if Phil's only got 400 million, why wouldn't you take 42 million to add to that? Right. I mean, he's not making as much as I thought the he poor was. Poor guy. 400 million. <laughs> So Plus his endorsement. So I was down to uh, golf and ski yesterday. We're telling golfing stories, caddy stories. And uh, so I'll tell the story first, and I'll get to the rest of this. Uh, so Scotty Peters was telling the story. He was talking to one of the players who had played with Jack, Jeff Ogilvy. If you remember Jeff, he won the U.S. Open there with, with Phil, ironically, blew it down there at Wingfoot. He was the U.S. Open champ. Well, they're playing out at Riviera out there in L.A. And the 10th hole is this short little par 3 where it's a really dangerous hole. And if you saw it to the naked eye, I'd say this is an easy hole, but it's not. It's, and they can drive the green, but the problem is if you miss the green, then you're going to make a bogey or a double bogey just because the green sits up. It's really narrow. And with the pin placement. So he tells the story that, he gets up, he always laid up. Jeff always laid up on the tenth hole. While his caddy finally talks him into hitting a driver one round, he makes double bogey. <clears throat> and he's pissed. He's on the next tee, getting ready to tee off. And uh, a phone starts ringing, and it's in Jeff's bag. It's the caddy's phone in Jeff's bag. He looks at him. He goes, "You going to answer that?" So the caddy answers the phone, <clears throat> and he says, uh, "Yeah, yeah." Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right, goodbye. He steps away from the ball and looks at the cat. He goes, are you going to tell us what it was, what what that was? He goes, that was me mum. She wanted to know why Jeff hit a driver off 10. <laughs> <laughs> he said even Ogilvy got a chuckle out of that. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. So, speaking of Jeff... Jeff Julian, who our buddy who passed away from ALS a while back, uh, they're gonna they're looking to do a movie about him, about you know ALS and about Jeff's road, you know the road that he traveled. And man, it sounds like it's gonna be something else. I did a did a Zoom 
the guy who's writing the script came out and met me at Princeton, came to Ivy League Championship. Um, now they're going out to get people. They've put together a tape, and they've they've get now they're going out to get people to fund it. And I know Tiger Woods is on the list. They have a meeting with Tiger. Um, Tiger won the Ben Hogan Award, the same award that Jeff won his last year out there. And so Tiger knows the story. But there's a lot of people. I heard Justin Timberlake and a few others are, are interested. It, it, it will be an amazing movie if they could pull it off uh, for sure. And what a story it will be. And Boris Becker, two and a half years in jail. Really? Hiding large amounts of cash while claiming bankruptcy. He made $50 million playing tennis. Ah. He claimed bankruptcy. Imagine that. Huh. How dumb these guys are. He could So, <clears throat> I might have missed it. Yeah. Did that movie you were in come around no. to the Opera House? So no. When is it? It's uh, May 15th. Really? Yeah. Coming up? Yeah. Down to the plaza in the movie theater or at the Opera House? Opera House. You going? They have two showings, actually. They had to add another showing. The first one sold out. Yeah, I'm going. Why wouldn't I go? For my little 30-second part? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, Vermont Junior Riding Championships here at Woodstock, Vermont. And the winner is... <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have. I just did my little part. I have no idea what it's... If I'm even... I guess I'm in it because they wrote me, are you coming to the premiere? I said, yeah, I'm coming. So it's a couple Sundays. It's May 15th. There's a 1 o'clock showing and a 4.30 showing. If I Could Ride is the name of the movie. You could look up the trailer. I know they had a premiere out in Texas last week. I haven't been too involved with the, with the movie. Um, but, yeah, it is. It's coming up. Yep. Huh. My movie career is taking off. So what do we got, Woody, in the NBA? So you got Celts, Bucks, you got Heat Sixers, we got Dallas, Phoenix, Dallas did it last night, didn't they? Two nights ago. And you got Warriors, Memphis beat Minnesota, it looks like. Your buddy Jai. Okay, so I got a question for you. Zion. He's played 85 games in three years. Right? So basically he set out two seasons. He's eligible for a five-year, $181 million max rookie extension. Do you do you do that if you're the team? You do it if you're Zion. No, he says he, he <laughs> said he can't sign quick enough. That's what he says. Really? Yeah, yeah. But what do you do if you're New Orleans? Got to let him go. You do, right? Yeah. Trade if him. If he signs that, he's going to be out the next five years. Yeah. Yeah. We called that right out of yeah. the gate. All right, we'll be back after the top of the hour. Let's go. Get the phones rolling. Listen to Buzz, Rich and Woody. Bam! Bubba's right me. His son's going to Weeburn Country Club. That's down in Greenwich, isn't it? 
for the U.S. Open qualifying. Yep, you have to have a crazy day, Bubba. That's no question about it. I had a couple of them. One I, one I made it in the playoff. The other one I lost in the playoff to play in the U.S. Open. Tell you, talk about the ends of the spectrum of happiness and <laughs> ready to jump off a bridge. Emotional. Yeah. Okay, so we got we had the Ivy League Championship last week down in uh, Purchase, New York. Was in the greatest conditions. Windy as like it was here. Really hard golf course with airified greens. It was a bad combination for. What do you all. mean airified greens? So they had plugged the greens late in the fall with the holes in them. Yeah. And they never came back. It was pretty bad. But that's what see. So what happens is the Ivy League. They're trying to do us a favor, which I and I appreciate it. So we get home at 6 o'clock on Sunday night. We've never been home before 1 in the morning, Ivy League Championship weekend. Because yeah. it's always down in South Jersey or Maryland. So they've tried to make it so us, Harvard, and Cornell can at least be reasonable rides. So everybody's 3-plus, three, three you know, instead of one group 8 and the other group an hour. But it's just coming to a point where it just doesn't make sense. So next year we're at Stanwich in Greenwich, and then that'll be the end of the Northern Ivy League Championships. And it's you know, they asked me about it. I said, listen, we'll do whatever. Like, you just tell us where to come play. We'll come play. I un I totally understand it. I appreciate it. So we went down there, the fifth best team on paper, and we came home the fifth best team. Um, we beat Penn and Cornell. And honestly, we were, you know, we played with Princeton the last round, who finished a disappointing fourth for them. We were we were like seven or eight strokes out of second place. Like everybody was right there bunched up. It just we just made too many mistakes, and everybody did. I mean, <laughs> all the teams did. We actually shot the lowest round the last day, but we're famous for that. You know, we should get a sticker. We'll play good tomorrow. You know, we laugh about it. But no, it was good. We got through the season. It was a lot. Like you know, like I said, I was gone eight weekends in a row, and the kids were too. Yeah. It's just a lot, so I got to revamp the schedule. I got all excited we were back, so I stacked up all these tournaments. But you know, they're going to school, and you know, you're away from home, and I'm away from home. And Barb said to me, they, "We went out to dinner on Friday." She says, "This was so nice. Why haven't we done this?" I go, "I haven't been here for eight Friday nights." <laughs> like, you know, when I lost my job, yeah. she kind of forgot about what you know what what it entailed, yeah. and so did I, honestly. But you know what? It was a good season. We had a lot of laughs, uh, good kids, a lot of fun. My captain, Jason Liu, four-time captain, finished fourth at the tournament, becomes first-team All-Ivy again. He's three-time academic All-Ivy. Uh, what, what a career. What a career this kid's had. I really should get him on the show. He's getting his master's degree in engineering at Thayer this year. Then he's staying on for four more years to get his Ph.D. here at Dartmouth. He's he's one of a kind. Um, I gotta tell you though, the elevator at the hotel. <laughs> I'm getting old, and I, tell me, someone please call me. So I get to the elevator, and there's no buttons. I'm like, what the heck are we doing here? Is this like childproof? And I, they've got they got the iPads on the wall. So what you do is you push your, and it's very touchy, right? <laughs> you got to hit the right number. <laughs> You push your floor, and there's four elevators, and I've never had more immediate service. As soon as really? you push it, it says, it pops up, tells you what elevator it's coming. 
Bang, door opens. A, B, C, or D. You're in. Yeah. Now you get in the elevator. You're like, okay, now where am I going? Like, there's nothing in the elevator. Like, you can't push. You're getting into a blank elevator. Usually you push A. Yeah, hey, I'm going to room five. Where are you going? I'm going to room seven. Yeah, there's none of that. So you get in the elevator with other people. Hey, where are you going? I'm going up to six. Hey, are you going up? You're going down. You know, it's just funny. It's just I've never experienced that. And Ah. I didn't feel like that hotel was new. (laughs) Maybe the elevator system was. If anybody's experienced that, give the show a call. I mean, the service was phenomenal. Like, you did not have to wait five seconds for an elevator. Really? Whether I was coming from my floor or the bottom floor, it was less than five seconds. Push the keypad, bang. Okay, door seven. You know, door D, turn around. Hey, how you doing? I'm in. Hang on. It was pretty cool. So last weekend, Trey pitched at home. Cliffy went down. Gary Dunn, Kathy, my bride. I had to laugh. So my wife, you know, I'm down there at the Ivy Championship. My wife calls me. You know, Trey pitched pretty good today. You know, seemed like he threw a lot of strikes. Yeah, great, great. I look at the box score. Two hitter, retired last 18 hitters, struck out (laughs) nine. She wakes up the next day. She goes, no, he actually pitched really good yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, threw a two hitter. He only threw 73 pitches yeah. for eight innings. Man, I said, if you could have done that against Nashville yeah. three summers ago. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, so it's good. So I went down and watched the and a Thursday afternoon, watched his team play New England College. They won the first game. and You know, it's only the second game I've got to go to. He's pitching today at noontime down at UMass Dartmouth. So he's had no signs of the shoulder. No, he's, his elbow it? was tight for two weeks. Yeah. And he came off it. Yeah. That last outing. Said his arm was hanging a little bit out. I said, listen, when it, you pitch, your arm always, always hurts. Yeah. Right. Your arm always, my arm never hurt. Always hurt. Like, Right. I mean, the first day, first practice, you go in, you pick up a baseball, that's your best your arm's going to feel for right. the rest of the season. True. Yeah, why is it that our kids couldn't play through the pain? I mean, my arm felt like it had a sunburn after I pitched, right. you know, the next day. Yeah. Everybody's does, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just part of pitching. Yeah, my arm hurts. I go, yeah, so's mine. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the ball. Oh, I mean, I always, that's just the way it was, you know. And then right. You, you had to wait a day, then that next day you pick the ball up and it starts ah. on slow. Ooh, here we Boy, go. Boy, that tender. Yeah. Work your way through then it. Then you get working into it, so. Yeah. He's play. He gets out of school on Thursday. He's done. Really? May sixth. So f- today's his last g- game. No, they have a doubleheader. I think Friday. He gets out Thursday. Now, do they have playoffs or anything? They have. I don't know where they stand in the league. I can't imagine. They're in a tough league. I mean, we're talking Eastern Connecticut, UMass Boston, yeah. Rhode Island College. Uh, so he pitched against Kobe uh, Castleton, and Hunter Perkins played for Castleton. Really? Yep. Hunter's having a decent year over there. He was a DH for that doubleheader. Trey said. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's having fun. He's doing good in school. I said, "Hey, finish strong in school." He, he goes, "I'm going to do my best." That always scares me. <laughs> Last term he did really good. He never said a word about anything. So we got Dartmouth sports this weekend. We got some big games. Softball's in a good position. As they're down at Harvard playing two today, one tomorrow. So only two teams make the playoffs in the Ivy League. There's no more playoff within divisions. They've switched that all up. If Dartmouth softball could sweep, then I think they would get to the finals for the Ivy Championship. If 
they win two out of three, they're still sitting pretty good. I think they play a couple home games during the week next week against Columbia. Dartmouth baseball is not in such a good position, but if they could sweep Harvard, they're down at Harvard for a doubleheader today and a single game Sunday. Things always happen down at Harvard. Um, so I don't know. Then Columbia, they play Columbia next weekend, who's 13-2, and two, so I think it's a tough road to hold. I went to the uh, Lebanon-Hanover game last night. Brutal wind. I mean, blowing right out left field. Flagpole bent over. It's blowing out. I drove in behind the fence, took a lap, and turned around and left. Yeah. 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 If Lebanon, if, if Lebanon could field the ball. Yeah. They'd be in every game. And, I mean, just the automatic. Yeah. I mean, they gave – I believe the end score for Hanover last night was like 7 nothing. I don't know if Lebanon come up with a run in the last inning or yeah. whatever. I left in the sixth. But all their runs were a little ground ball to second or a little pop up to second, and we missed the ball. Yeah. And they just picked away and got their runs like that. It's it, it's like give me the giving outs every game. Yeah, um, and we'll be yeah. in every game. So Hanover's decent this year, though, right? Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Sam pitched yesterday. Yes. How do you? Yep. Sam was Sam. I mean, Lebanon hit him a little bit. I mean, hit the ball hard a little bit. Yeah. But. It seems like when Sam gets a couple man, men on, he takes another gear. Yeah. And it's hard to score on him. Yeah. Unless there's an error. Yeah, no, or he's a little competitor. It, yeah. And I believe he probably went seven last night because he finished six. Yeah. But them, them kids are good. We, you know, watch a few of the guys that had played Legion. Who is it? This is uh, Jason Lee speaking right now, former uh, men's captain of the golf team at Dartmouth. <laughs> Jason Lou, what the heck are you doing listening to the show? You're not listening to the show. <laughs> uh, no, I do on occasion. No, my parents are up, so they have the radio up, and uh, they couldn't help hear that you, uh, <laughs> you were talking about me. Okay, first of all, you're not my former captain. You're my four-time captain. All right. <laughs> yeah. What a... What a what a what a career you had here at Dartmouth. God, I love you. <laughs> How could you explain your career to people? The whole experience. Um, probably the best way to do it is the world's greatest roller coaster. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking yeah, about your so golf game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Your golf no, game. Honestly. Go ahead. Yep. Honestly, it was definitely you know one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences that honestly couldn't have asked much more from, like, everyone, from our team, from you, Coach, from, you know, everyone in the Ivy League and just had, honestly, the time of my life. It was, it was awesome. Okay, so now you're, gonna, you're carrying on here. You're going to get your Ph.D. in the coming four years, but can you talk – We t Jason spends a lot of time with me in the front seat of the van. Could you? What, how how far away are we from really doing the battery thing in the cars in your mind? 
in terms of just like long range, yeah, like hundreds of miles of actually the technology is already there. I think mainly it just needs to go through a few more, uh, a few more logistical hoops, and then it, it should be out there. Like I would say within like five years, um, if we want like the stuff that I'm working on, I'm not sure if that will like really come into fruition until like third or yeah not 30 years i would say 10 years or so where we're like my group is trying to replace the liquid out of the batteries with a solid so that way you know if you break the battery you don't get those crazy chemicals leaking out and starting fires and stuff like that so um that kind of technology is probably further down in the line but if you're thinking about like you know an electric car going 400 even 500 miles per charge like i would say like within five years you'll see something like that so it doesn't sound like i'm going to be around for the solid batteries (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately not we're trying to work really hard on it but it's it's tough (laughs) oh man so listen Great, great career. You've been so awesome. I know I put a lot of pressure on your sophomore year to be the captain. That was probably your hardest year, but, man, you're, you're, you're one in a billion. Probably probably less than that, actually. <laughs> Thanks, so, Coach. And I don't think I've asked for a better coach anyways. So thank you so much for these. God, it's, it's been more than five years since we met at Kerry Cup when I was, what, 15, 14? Yep, yeah. exactly. So. No been an awesome no, ride and i'm honestly glad i'm here for another four years so i don't miss you too much <laughs> yeah yeah i know when we love to eat me and jason all right man <laughs> i want you to meet the recruit this weekend yep, yep. i'm gonna get right, dinner with him uh, later today so okay all right, all right. Well, take care say hi to your parents of course yeah. thanks. Yeah. thanks bye jason lou how about that kid so here's a kid that rides in the front seat with you. What are this conversation first time he did? <laughs> we'll talk about it when All we right. come back. Hey, listen to the buzz, 888-299-3151. Bam! Butter. That's just the best butter. Get down, Boogie Yogi. All right, here we come. Let's thank the sponsors. Ford of Claremont. Get down there this weekend. Get a new rig. Edward Jones Investment Hotline. TBW Automotive, 35 years in service. Kidder's Automotive. If they can't fix it, scrap it. Getting ready to put a headlight in for me, Brownie. Marsh Brothers Deli. Upper Valley Stove with Sean Griffin. Wilson Tire. HP Roof. And they're not goofing, they're roofing all year round. J.S. Autobody, Pete and Toby. Haven't heard from Toby forever. Bubba's Bar and Grill. Bubba's. Jake's Market everywhere. Bruce Bergeron. Richard's Electric over there in Wilder. Four Aces Diner in West Lab. Smith Auctioneers. Probably getting ready for some auction season, I'd be guessing. Pro Optical down in the Target Plaza. Served the Valley for over 40 years. MJS Lawn Care. Lundy's Lawn Care and Maintenance. He's looking for some help. If anybody wants to work, Lundy's... I stopped in there the other day. Peyton Place Sides with Chad Hemingway. Martin's Mechanical, our favorite plumber out there in Enfield. Barden Concrete, pouring slabs and foundations all through the valley. And Field and Sons Transportation out of Grantham. 
specializing in transporting mobile and modular housing. Field and Sons. Thank you, everybody, for sponsoring the show. So, quick story for, for people who just heard Jason. Jason, uh, so we're over in Ireland at the Kerry Cup. It's the junior camp that I go to every summer. And, you know, 70 kids from America get off the plane on Sunday morning. And then, so, it used to be we'd all stand on the first tee to meet the kids. they go out and play nine holes on Sunday afternoon. Right, all the coaches. Well, Jason Liu walks up. How you doing? My name's Jason Liu. I'm from Loomis Chafee down there in Windsor, Connecticut. <laughs> and the first hole, it's not an easy driving hole. The wind's blowing 100 miles an hour, and there's a swamp on the right, range on the left. Jason drops a ball on the ground. He's a big, tall kid. And he hits his driver off the deck. We're just like, oh, my God. That means he didn't use a tee. He literally just dropped the ball on the ground and hits this driver. He pipes it like, I don't know, 320 maybe. <laughs> and we're all looking like, who the hell is this kid? So the week goes along. You get your own team over there, so you don't get to spend as much time with kids that you'd like to. You kind of, you know, in those old days, I spent a lot of time with just my eight or ten kids. I'd see the kids at, you know, different stations when we teach them in the morning. So the last day... <clears throat> Jason's playing number 11, par 5. He hits his second shot to the right of the green, down over the hill, into this tall grass. <coughs> Excuse me. I go down over the hill and looking for the ball with him, just me and him. I looked at him. I go, Jason, you're not going to the University of Virginia. You're coming to Dartmouth and play for me. And we just said, he said, okay, coach. And, you know, that was a joke. Yeah. And then... The following summer, I was up in Maine watching the tri- the tri-state matches, and I was look I was actually up there to see a couple kids. And I come walking across the tee, and there's Jason with that floppy hat on, and you coach, how you doing, Jason? How you doing? Good, because I'm doing okay. I go, how are you playing? He said, well, I birdied the last five holes. They said, well, good for you. <laughs> and then you know what? We worked it out. You know, we went through a lot, honestly, and um, they made it work. His parents made it work. I mean, it was the, probably the greatest decision that they've ever made and he ever made. And for me as a coach, he was a dream. He was a dream come true. Like he didn't – there's no late-night calls on Jason Lill. I was telling Woody, I mean, this kid is so focused on what he's doing. He's doing all this research for all these professors. He tutors on the side for free like Hanover Kids. I mean, he just does so much. And so coming home from the Ivies the other day, like I said, it's early – you know, people are talking. It's in the afternoon. It's 3, 4 in the afternoon. And we're asking him, like, Jason, do you know who played in the Super Bowl last year? Uh, yeah, I think, what's his name? Hey, do you know uh, Madonna? Yeah, yeah, she's a singer. You know, just stuff like that because, you know, yeah. he's, 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 he's all business. He's a fun guy, and he loves to eat. Like, he, he eats. I'm going to as much as I eat, he's got me. I'm number <laughs> two in the rig. But, you know, he's so focused. He's, he can be fun. He's a great leader. He leads by example. It just, you know, you don't get those kids. You get emotional on Sunday. He birdied the last hole to make first team all Ivy. Chris, we were balling. His parents were balling. It was, you know, me. But just, you know, and it's funny because some years I ball for different reasons. But, you know, this one was, this was sincere and emotional and, you know, we came back. We did the ride around the pond. Traditional, we play the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, For the seniors, we drive around Ockham Pond. That's yeah. a tradition that we do. Each senior gets a lap. 
And so, yeah. So, like, Jay, I guess Jason is my former captain at this point because it's over. But four years of him, just amazing. Good. And you heard him with the batteries. I'm grilling him with the batteries. I'm like, <laughs> why would I drive a battery-operated car if I can only drive 400 miles? Like, Right. Yeah. So, last week, I got a phone call. Can you come up Sunday and help do a clinic on 12 and, and younger softball girls? What? Yeah. So I went up, give them a hand with the clinic. Where, I said, where is this? Up in South Royalty. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I said, I, I, basically, I can do everything but the pitching. I don't know how to whirly bird that thing underhand. Yeah. Oh, we'll take care of that. But I forgot how that starts off. A lot of seven-year-olds. Wow. How many kids? Probably 50. What? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. A lot of them. I mean, got out there just working on defense stuff, moving, where to go with the ball, talking. Couldn't get them talking, then they catch the ball, and they don't know where to go, you know, just worked a lot with that. And then I said, I got to take this group out in right field because can't have 12 throwing to girls that can't catch. Yeah. I mean, can't catch. Right. The glove isn't even close to yeah, where it's supposed seven. to be. Yeah. yeah. So we get out there just working, and, and a lot of balls being thrown by girls each other. And it was kind of cool because I see that I just kept an eye on this one girl, and she just shake her head every time she missed the ball. And, and she was a bigger girl. And I said, protect your nose. I said, that ball coming in, we got the glove up like that, protect your nose. Yeah. Hang in there. And then a couple more went by. You could see she was getting down. Then all of a sudden, the, the opposite girl threw a ball. was headed right for her nose. And that glove come right up. Bam. Caught it. Right there. Right in front of her I face. I thought this was going to end with a bloody nose. No. And then... You could all of a sudden, you can see it change. Then her, she went right to a smile like that and just watched her catch the ball. She had it down. Wow. So that was a good part of the tournament. How I mean, the you, clinic. How long were you there for? About three hours. Were you really? Yeah. Just working. Wasn't it windy and cold? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I said, boy, how many hours we got left? <laughs> what did they say to you after? Like, did you talk to them, gather them up? Yeah. Thank you for yeah. letting me. Yeah. 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 And then come home, sat by the pellet stove. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. I forget, though, you know, you you forget when you go way down in that age where yeah. you got to start from, you know. Yeah, but you did that, though, too. Yeah. You did that age with your kids, that whole crew. Yeah, but, it but it's good just to see the young kids. All of a sudden, the glove comes up and they're catching the yeah. ball right. They'd never heard below the knees, above the, you know, yeah. above. And they said, huh. They're the kids. It's just, it's, yeah. it's like teaching the kid how to ride a bike. Like right. I think everybody knows how to do it. 
until they fall okay, over. It, and then, right, yeah. until you go off the sidewalk yeah. and crash no, into a awesome. tree. That's awesome. I think it's cool that they would actually call you and ask you to do it. Really? Yeah. I didn't know, you know, how it would go with the girls' softball, you know. Oh, you said it. But if you look at baseball, it's all the same yeah, thing. Right, you just said Catch the, a ball, throw the ball. You no just way said you're supposed to be. The pitching. Yeah. So what? how's the weather been here on the weekends? I haven't been Awful. Around. Has it really? Yeah. Windy, just like it is. Yeah. I think the whole country's windy right now. Terrible to play baseball in. Terrible, you know. I mean, it would be one thing if you were, you know, if you were playing whatever, lacrosse. You're running, you're moving, you probably don't even notice it. But if you're standing in right field and the wind's blowing you over, doing nothing, we did a Zoom last night with my family, which we do. They call it Happy Hour Zoom with all my kids and my bride. They came up with a new segment, the best and worst of the week for each person. Yeah. So it was my turn. I said the best of the week was I got to go down Thursday afternoon see Trey. I go, the worst of the week was standing there watching a baseball game, 50-mile-an-hour wind and hunting pants, and I heard it. <laughs> it was the worst, the best and the oh. worst of the week. 888-299-3151. Give us a call after the break. You listen to Buzz, Rich and Woody. I like that beat right there, Maddie. You're on to something. Yes, sir. The Buzz, over. Bam! Welcome back to The Buzz. I just got a message on Messenger literally two minutes ago. Hey, Rich. I'm a missionary for my church. I wanted to reach out to see if you'd be interested in hearing an uplifting message about Jesus Christ sometime. What do you think? <sighs> think I'll get back to him. <laughs> First thing in the morning. Listen, the Lord sent me many uplifting messages in my time here on earth. I think I'll uh, I'll keep writing the ones that I find for myself. How this how this how do these people find you? You gotta be listening. He's not listening. You'd be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I had a dream. So what do we got? <laughs> so Dougie Lance just called me off the air. Yeah. Going crazy over it. Doesn't think you should split a championship in the Ivy League. There shouldn't be two two champions if you tie but it's just the Ivy League they don't they don't play any extra games you don't get any extra games he's talking football and like I'm trying to explain to him Dartmouth beat Princeton this year the co-champions right. they were with that kind of was the playoff but so I don't know I don't get it I why wouldn't they have something to decide whether what it might be if it was in golf. They do in all the other sports. Right. You if know? it was in golf, you walk down to a par three closest to the pin, here we go. Send mm. up your best man. Nice try. What? No, if the teams try. Listen, we lost the playoff one year for the Ivy Championship. Yeah. All ten kids go out at the same time. It's a, it's a nightmare. Ten kids played at once. Oh. Five, five of them, five of us. They took the four best scores from each team. 
tied the first hole, play the second hole, tie it again. We had to play three holes. We lost on the third hole. Yeah, it took two hours. Like, it was crazy. But, like, baseball has a playoff. Basketball has a playoff. Lacrosse has a they all right. play off. I don't know. I don't know why. Why would you it. send four? Send me your best player of the day. You choose your guy. No. We're going to play these these holes. They do that for the individual title. They have playoffs for individuals, yeah. but the team title. That's how they do it. They need to come up with a different format because it just it was. Once again, we get home at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> in the end, and we lost, so it was worse. It was a worse ride home than. So what do we got going on? We got, <clears throat> I've got a recruit here this weekend from England's here. He's coming to Dartmouth You're going next out, fall. Uh, I'm going to go watch him. They're going out to play at Montcalm today. Really? Uh, say hi to him. Yep. Boy, that's going to be some swirly I tried to tell the boys that, look, at it's not Hanover weather up there. Right. I went up the other day. I couldn't believe how chilly it was up Ooh. there. What a difference. Yeah. I mean, is that higher than your house? Or is it the same? No, it, it, it's higher because it sets on top. Yep. But, I I mean, you look at the weather. This time of year, you'll get rain down here. You'll be snow up there. Yep. So I do have to give a shout-out to Carter Country Club and Maddie over there at Carter because we got – obviously our course opens today, and our season ended last Sunday, so it made it a little difficult – but Maddie was great. We played Carter. We had a playoff over there. We did. We got to play three or four times. It was, and you know what? It was nice. It was easy. And you know, you make the best of what you have. And Maddie does a nice job over there at Carter CC with the boys. Got Lafey and Eddie out working the grounds now. Really? Yeah, star-studded field. <laughs> so you were saying down at the championship, the greens were airified. Yes. What does that do to your ball when you hit it in the air and come down on the green? Does it bounce? Well, big it all depends. It... Oh, if you hit on the side of one of those, like chipping and like kicks it yeah. sideways, it's not so, so what, much. Is there a big divot? What do you mean? Did does it plug or something? With the ball? Yeah. No. No, they just. Listen, everybody airifies twice a year. They do it. Most courses do it in the fall and the spring. Now around here, it seems like everybody just does it in the fall. But they try to delay it as late as they can so they can get, like, Sunapee does it early. They do it in August, so it takes, you know, three three weeks, they're back in action. Right. And they deep tine them at the end, those big holes that are, like, the size of two quarters. And hopefully they heal in. I'm sure they're just healing in now. I haven't been down there, but... There's a lot more to it. And, and listen, nobody wants to play on plug greens. Everybody complains when they do it. But you wouldn't have nice greens if they didn't do it. It's just something you have to check. It's been happening since the beginning of time. I remember when Andy first bought, Andy Ziegler built um, Montcalm. He didn't believe in aerification. I mean, you needed a 12-inch tee to tee your ball up. There was so much thatch in the, gr- in the ground up there. Huh. It was crazy. Like you walk on the greens, it would be like walking on a velvet soft pillow but you know it's a trampoline effect you know the root system is so deep and it's not it's not healthy it wasn't good and ah. so now they're airifying up there everywhere you have to if you own a golf course it's just part of but there's no reason for us to be playing a championship on airified greens 
So when you say aerified, it has nothing to do with the air. It's just a big hole. In it's the... just holes. It's right. a pattern of holes. That's like so a... you can't pot it. Makes it go. Well, it bounces. Yeah. And, you know, you throw the wind in there and the speed. They got really fast. It just made it difficult for the kids. I mean, they you know, over a two-foot downhill putt, they just like really had very little chance of making a putt. I was trying to tell my kids, keep it below the hole, but it's just not that easy, you know? Yeah. So we got through it. We're on to a new year already. Going to have the awards coming up, and then, bang, it's over. Girls had a good run. The girls played decent. They tied for fourth. Catherine Sung, sophomore, great player from California, finished third. First team All-Ivy as well. So we had two first-teamers between our two teams, which is good since only five kids make the first team. So the future for Dartmouth women's golf is bright. As well, they've got four players coming in next year, and I have three, and that's a switch for us because it's usually two, and then we're usually one for two, <laughs> as far as you know, predicting the talent. So we'll see. Uh, Dartmouth, we need to get some winning ways going up there. It's been a rough year for Dartmouth sports. You take away football and women's rugby, it's been a it's been less than average year up there, and we all know it. Um, you know, just now we're getting a new ADs coming in. They're doing the search. Hopefully that'll be done by June. We have no idea. I went. On, I was in a meeting the other day with the committee. The search is on. Um, I don't know a lot about it. They couldn't give us any information, but we might have a new AD by June, hopefully to bring him in and peak and mentor him a little bit. And then the following year we're going to get a new president. I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts up there. I'd like to get out to watch some local sports this week, Woody. I mean, I it had all intentions to go into that baseball game on the way home last night, and I'm just like, it's too cold, and I had to get home. I've been gone. Well, it looks like the weather's turning around Sunday and hang in there. I know Hartford plays tonight at home. I heard Greg say that at 7 o'clock at Maxfield. I probably won't make that one, but I'm going to try to get out to some of the local fields this week and – Maybe catch a Hanover game, maybe Mascoma, just just to watch some games so we can talk about it. Hopefully no one will steal my paper next week and I can give you the schedule of what's happened and what's going on for sure because I know that local sports plays a key role for you listeners. That's the one comment that I do hear a lot. You know, like having Jason call today out of the blue was a bonus and we'll try to get some kids on. I know Taylor Soul, she ended her career at BC. Um she chose not to go to the WNBA. Um, as painful as that is for me to say that, sounds like she's going to go to Australia and play basketball. But we'd love to get her on. Uh, Tatie Singleton has one more year left at Ohio State. So we do have some kids who are doing, who've done and doing big things around here. And we have others who uh, are enjoying their college experience and getting to play, and it's not a full-time job. And, you know, I think, I think, that's the easier route if we talk to these Division ones like Jake Dulac down playing lacrosse at UMass. Like, it's a full-time job for these kids. You know, when you get to come home, it's a break. Like, yeah. Uh, i got to go back to school, yeah. Yeah, practice at 7. It's unbelievable how they got to manage their time yeah. and the work. That... Time management is the number one key to success in college. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's all it's about. You know, I tell my kids there's 168 hours in a week right you can give me 20 
That's all I'm allowed. And I don't even use the 20 half the time. But you know what? There's a lot of hours in a week if you're doing things the right way. Right. And and listen, you can have fun in college and get have the great college experience. You don't have to be Soaky the Clown, but you can have fun yeah. and do everything. You know, like I talked to the kid this morning, school comes first, golf comes second, and then you be the judge. Just don't let number three cloud the other two. And, you know, it always starts out great. That's all I can tell you as a coach. These freshmen come in, and they are gung-ho, and they're going to practice, and they're going to work out, and they're going to do all the right things. And then sophomore year hits, and things change for, for many other kids. You know, the one thing I'll say about the – and I've got I've been very fortunate to coach some really great kids and great golfers. They're all the same person. They're all they're they're exactly the same person. They just yeah. they're so driven from within that nothing's got, nothing holds them back. And that's you know you have to be be that way to be great at something. You can't you don't get great by accident. I can tell you that. At least no one I ever met. <laughs> but all right, listen to Buzz eight 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 two nine nine three one five one. I don't think we got a lot of time left on the docket. One more Probably second. Probably 10 minutes when we come back. Very superstitious. <laughs> Bam! Caddyshack. Midnight creeps so slowly into hearts of men who need more than they get. Hey, welcome back to the buzz. I got to tell you, I've never seen anything like it. I went down Smelton, oh, about four nights ago. I was out there eating at 56 right there, and I go, Woody Smelts right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, been doing it, you know, don't say we go there every night, but doing it a lot of years in a row. Yeah. Seen the smelt go from probably seven, eight inches. You get some that, you know, great for bait in the four or five inch range, you know. I've heard people say, ah, them smelt are too small. They said, I don't get, I, I don't get that. So... Went down the other night, got in a spot, waited for the time, run the net, come right up. Lot in the lot in the net. Two and a half inches long. Some minnows. Yeah. And this has got to be a difference. A lot of people think that. These two and a half inch are going to grow into adults and be up. I don't believe so. So this is at night, though, right? Yes. So you have to tell people you're dipping with a net. You're in the river, the Mascoma River. Yeah. You're dipping for they're running schools. Yeah. Are they running up the river to yeah, the lake? They're running up to lay their eggs yeah. and and do their thing. Yeah. And they think these are babies, and they're not babies because they're doing the same thing, laying eggs. No so what you do with them? Huh? To dump them back in? Most of them. Yeah. Kept a few for bait. Yeah. Not many. Oh, never went back. You know, it's it's like... It, Global they warming? They ain't all the same. They're not all the same species. Yeah. 
you know, they all look the same, but they're just, I, I don't believe they're the was same. Was anybody species. out smelting? There was only four other people. And in the middle of smelting when they're running, usually that river is packed, hitting nets together, just dipping them out. And there's enough smelt for everybody? Everybody. So are you going to go again? No. No. How do you know? They're, they're so... They're so short that once you cut the head off, there's nothing there. Yeah, but how do you know when prime time smelt season is? You just, you got an idea of. When they're running. When they run. So you start checking. No, didn't get any. Oh, only got two. Got three. You know, you're working and you start picking up a few. While they're starting, they're starting, then boom, a wave of them will come right in and then that's it. And they'll How long does it last, a good run? A couple days? No, it'll go on for maybe a couple weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. But not during the day? Not usually. Isn't that crazy? I mean, once in a while, I'm sure somebody could call up and say, yeah, I was down there during the day, and, you know, but by rule. Oh, the rules tell you you got to do it at night. No. They just uh, run at night. Right. You can only dip until midnight. And then you have to stop. You know why that rule is? No idea. Because you can only take two quarts. You can only take two quarts a day. Yeah. So. Oh, so the new day starts at midnight. Right. That's stupid. Right. New day should start when the sun comes up. So, so guys they, are getting four quarts in a night. Yeah. They're getting at 11.50 and then 12.10. Right. Who the hell made that rule up? I have no idea. You ever been on the, either side of that? No. No. I'm down there probably 8.30, and if I have nothing coming. I'm the same guy. Used I'm to catch, at home. Used to catch 10 trout, bring them home, go back out. Yeah. Well, don't worry about the horses being blind. Just load the wagon. Have a great week. It was so nice to be back and look forward to having a nice, safe week. We love you. Listen to the buzz, Rich and Woody. Thanks, Maddie. Over.